Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. This is episode 13. We're right in the middle of week number three. And I want to thank everybody that has taken a time to uh, listen to this podcast or uh, share it on your social media or just telling people, your friends, because I'm not on the radio right now, so I don't have any true way to promote this content that I'm putting out. So if you could, please tell anybody you can. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. You can go to Tuttle.net. That is Tuttle.net. That is my uh, website. You can go to that. That's every link and everything that's involved in my world. You can go to that because I have so many social media links. I, I don't want to, you know, put them all out there right now because the first part of this show would be three minutes of me just plugging stuff. So go to Tuttle.net and go to Tuttle TV. That's TuttleTV.com and that'll take you directly to my YouTube page. And if you want to donate because I'm giving away all this content for free, you can go to my PayPal account. I don't care what it is. Even if it's a dollar, five dollars, I don't care. Every little bit helps, and I'm going to try to reinvest it back into this podcast and, and stuff for my YouTube channel and get a better microphone and try to enhance uh, your viewing listenership. It's that easy. So you can do that by going to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And you can also, if you want to contact me, make a comment, suggestion, anything like that, you can email me Tuttle at gmail.com. One of the first things that I want to talk about today was I shot a video last night and I mentioned this on my social media probably, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, but we've had some sightings of a Florida panther at the Hobo Fish Camp. And, you know, I usually take you guys around the the populated areas of the Hobo Fish Camp. And what I did last night when it got dark, I ended up walking through the backwoods of the Hobo Fish Camp where the Navy Corps of Engineers had uh, taken all the dredging material out of the Indian River because they needed to be able to make a channel there for the barges to be able to come come back and forth from Kennedy Space Center. So they buried and put all of the dredging material out there and it's really, really creepy as hell and it, there's no lights or anything like that. The only thing I did, so I ended up shooting a YouTube video of me walking through the woods and showing you around where they put all the dredging material and stuff like that and I never ended up seeing anything last night but I gotta tell you it was scary as hell man and I don't know if you've ever been walking alone in the woods at night when it's pitch black but like you hear every single little sound you think something's watching you I ended up you know having a a, one of those lights you wear on your head and that was the only light that I had but uh I I saw and heard some animals I I never saw the Florida panther but it's just really really creepy of how when you're put in that situation out in the middle of the woods when it's pitch black like that how your senses just become a lot more alert and and function i don't know if that's just our human nature as animals because a lot of people forget that we are we're we're nothing but animals and we still have that instinct in us that flight or that fight or flight instinct that that's like ingrained into our psyche to be able to survive and when you get back into wild like that i i just don't know i i don't know if it brings you back to that primal type living situation we had back in the day. But uh, just check that out. I should have it up on my YouTube channel later today. I need to get near a Wi-Fi so I can upload it and get that up. But I'll, I'll tweet that out. You can uh, keep up with me on my social media, twitter.com slash Tuttle. That's probably the most likely place that I'll be 
posting it. But man, what type of content would that have been? Yeah, it would have sucked to get mauled by a Florida Panther, but man, oh man, that would have been some badass video. And all I had was this cheap-ass steak knife, barely had a handle on it. Uh, there's no way. I mean, I, I think I probably would have been like that man's man, the guy that had the redneck strength that ended up choking out and, and strangling a mountain lion to death with his bare hands. Think about how fucked up you would have had to have been after you choked out a lion. That guy, Dana White, should be given that guy a goddamn contract immediately because who would want to fight a guy that choked out a mountain lion? Right there, you're, you're already losing when you step into the octagon against a guy that choked out a mountain lion. You would not want to mess with him. No way. I'm not fighting that type of guy. But, yeah, it would have been some great news coverage if I would have gotten mauled or at least, like, gored by a wild hog or something out there. So, <sighs> yeah, it would have sucked to been hurt. But, man, that would have uh, really, really helped this podcast grow. If you've followed me for a really long time, you know I'm a hardcore fan of the show Jeopardy. And I think that Alex Trebek is one of the most genuine guys. Just one of those guys that, yes, he may seem a little little stuck up on the surface or a little too clean, but he just seems like one of those guys away from television that you could definitely see yourself having a beer with or hanging out with. He just seems like that type of guy, and he's been doing it for fucking ever. He has been the host of Jeopardy for a while, even back to the days where he was rocking the Tom Selleck mustache while hosting in front of a bunch of nerds trying to answer these questions. And and I only do well when it comes to playing Jeopardy when it's uh, during like the college tournament or even better when it's the high school. And I look like a genius sometimes when, when it's the kids edition. But uh, if you don't know Alex Trebek, he's been fighting uh, pancreatic cancer. And today recently marked, or I think it might have been yesterday, marked the one-year anniversary of when he made the initial announcement. And he kind of gives you guys a little bit of an update on what he's been through. If you've got a minute, I'd like to bring you up to date on my health situation. The one-year survival rate for stage four pancreatic cancer patients is 18%. Think about that for a second, guys. 18%. That's like one of the lowest chance of survival of pretty much any cancer. I mean, lung cancer, brain cancer would probably be worse. But uh, from everything that I've read, 18% is not very good to making it to one year. And, and Alex, when he made the announcement originally, he was like, nobody really believed him. They they just thought he was being Alex Trebek, thinking on the bright side, thinking for the best hope. And nobody thought he was going to make it a year, and he has, and he looks healthy as hell. Very happy to report I have just reached that marker. Now, I'd be lying if I said the journey had been an easy one. There were some good days, but a lot of not-so-good days. I joked with friends that the cancer won't kill me, the chemo treatments will. Nothing has been said truer by Alex Trebek there. And chemo is just so absolutely horrible. It is one of the worst drugs that we can use. It, it does not discriminate at all when it goes after the body. It's basically killing everything. Cells, the cancer gene, whatever it is, it's killing everything. It is absolutely killing everything. But the sad thing is, in my opinion, we probably already could 
could have had a cure for cancer. But if somebody came up with a cure for cancer, think about how much money, guys. And I'm not one of these conspiracy theory guys, so please don't accuse me of going full Alex Jones on you, but I'm not. What I'm saying is if they came up with a cure for cancer, think about all the money that these companies would lose because of the chemo. If you cure cancer, it's more profitable to treat people for cancer with chemotherapy and them making billions of dollars every single year. That's why you'll never see it. It may take two or three more lifetimes, maybe two. Maybe maybe I'm just being, you know, Eeyore and not thinking for the best and wanting to think uh, the best in people. I just don't think that they're going to have a cure because think about all the money that these drug companies will lose on drugs to help you fight cancer and uh, the, the chemotherapy, which is poison in itself. I just think that's the way that it is in the health system. It's just one of the biggest criminal acts, rackets in our great nation. There were moments of great pain, days when certain bodily functions no longer functioned, and sudden massive attacks of great depression that made me wonder if it really was worth fighting on. But I brushed that aside quickly because that would have been a massive betrayal, a betrayal of my wife and soulmate Jean, who has given her all to help me survive. It would have been a betrayal of other cancer patients who have looked to me as an inspiration and a, a cheerleader of sorts of the value of living and hope. And it would certainly have been a betrayal of my faith in God and the millions of prayers that have been said on my behalf. All right, guys, I got to give you a little bit of a warning here, and I know this statement's probably going to piss a lot of people off. First, let me preface it by saying whatever helps Alex get through the day, whatever helps him get through the struggles of going through chemotherapy, that's good. Why would you say a waste of prayers? Alex, I'm sure, and I'm I'm absolutely sure I'd put any amount of money on it right now that you've always been a religious type guy. You've had faith in God and in whatever you want to call it. Listen, I believe in a higher power. Yes, I do. I don't know what it is. I'm just really turned off by organized uh, religion. I, it's just it's not my thing. And but back to this. So, Alex, you've been a religious guy all your life. If if you pray every day. Why did you get sick? If God controls and has power over every being and everything, technically every atom in our universe, why would he give you cancer? Just to, you know, see you struggle? I just don't understand that. When people say about prayers, your prayers are helping me get through this. My religion is helping me get through this. Where was your religion when you got cancer? I'm almost absolutely sure. Like I said, I don't mean to repeat myself. I'm pretty sure Alex has always been a religious type guy and I don't think he got struck down because he did anything bad and that's why he has cancer. No, it's just shit happens in life and that's exactly what it is. Yes, there could be a higher power out there I and uh, there most likely is a higher power out there. How do you explain all this? You can't explain what be uh, what came before the Big Bang. So it had to be something, you know, magical or, or a higher power. I, it, it's just hard to explain and so I don't think scientists will ever be able to figure it out and that's why there's always going to be that debate of religion versus science. And Alex, you know, it just doesn't make sense that, you know, we, it would be a waste of prayers. You know, I'm sure people prayed for you all the time and you prayed and were very faithful.
faithful to the the person you worship. If he was so great and you were so good to him, why are you sick right now? Do you think, you know, you're sick, so you think prayers are going to help you get better? No, it's not. It's because you're a fighter and, and science has got better. If this would have been 20 years ago, you wouldn't even have made it a half a year, Alex. I, I love you. Please don't think I'm I'm doing all this to rain on Alex Trebek's parade of making one year. No, I'm not. I'm just, I, I just find it ironic when people say your prayers are helping me get through this when you're a religious person. If you were a religious person that was faithful to God and you pretty much didn't do anything wrong, why did you get sick in the first place, Alex? You know, my oncologist tried to cheer me up the other day. He said, Alex, even though the two-year survival rate is only 7%, he was certain that one year from now, the two of us would be sitting in his office celebrating my second anniversary of survival. Do you wonder if Alex Trebek's doctor tells his friends, hey man, guess what? Guess who I'm treating? I am Alex Trebek's oncologist. He, yeah, yes, that's right, fucker. Yes, I'm Alex Trebek's oncologist. And then I'm pretty sure if I was, you know, Alex Trebek's oncologist, I'd be like, oh yeah, Alex gives me all the answers beforehand. Uh, yeah, if I was definitely uh, Alex Trebek's oncologist, I'd, be, I'd try to get some answers there, maybe run some bets, work some inside trading, or do something like that. But I just think it would be pretty cool to say that you're Alex Trebek's oncologist. And you know something? If I, no, if we, because so many of us are involved in this same situation. I gotta admit, yeah, I got a little choked up. Alex got me with the we when he stopped himself there and he, he did the little dramatic pause there. Alex is a worker. He knows how to work. He is an entertainer and he knew that that would tug at the heartstrings. And I don't think he only meant just we as in people that have cancer. I think he meant it as in we, me, myself and the people that have cancer and you, my viewers on TV of Jeopardy every day because everybody's been following uh, Alex's uh, progress when it comes to this cancer treatment. So I think he meant it as we, and I gotta, yeah, I pretty much cried like a fucking bitch at that time. If we take it just one day at a time with a positive attitude, anything is possible. I'll keep you posted. Alex is a master of his crap. Just go back and listen to that without my dumbass talking in between it and just hear the cadence, the dramatic pauses that he takes using correct words that hit home. Alex knew exactly what he was doing. And I, I'm not saying he needs the praise or anything, but I, I really do feel like Alex thinks he has a connection with his audience and the players that are in jeopardy. But yeah, no, I, I love Alex. We wish you nothing but the best, Alex. Uh, you've been in my life pretty much my whole life and whenever I started first recognizing Jeopardy and you've been that face that's always been there and it would just be weird not to have you hosting Jeopardy. And you, you know, while I'm at it, if you have a chance, email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. And really, guys, be honest on this question. Who do you think could legitimately fill in Alex Trebek's shoes. And, and I don't think anybody can really replace Alex, but at least if they got maybe 
to 50 to 75% of what Alex Trebek added to the show at Jeopardy and be able to connect with the audience and people like him, I would like to hear your suggestions. Tuttle at gmail.com. I was thinking the chick, um, um Balik, uh, the chick that played Blossom and who was also on the Big Bang Theory. I could see her hosting Jeopardy. I, I think a female would actually be pretty, pretty cool and would be a great change. Or even Winnie Cooper from The Wonder years. Those are my two choices. If I was going to go with a woman, it would definitely be uh, Blossom or Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years as the host because the chick that played Winnie Cooper on the Wonder Years is a fucking genius. I think she has like three degrees in some of the most prolific schools. I, don't, I think Ivy League might have been underneath of her. That's how goddamn smart she was. I just think she would be a great addition to Jeopardy, but I would like to hear what you guys think. The next thing that I actually want to play, and this is a short but sweet audio. I wish it was a little bit clearer and you guys could hear it better, but uh, NFL prospect Trey Adams, you know, the NFL Combine's been going on for the past couple of weeks, and they the media pretty much has all access to these college kids that maybe aren't, like, accustomed to talking to the media as much as they will be in the professionals. And one of the things that a media guy asked Trey Adams was, hey, is there anything you might want to change about yourself? And this is what he had to say. If you can change to the Dolphins. I've been a lifelong fan of yours. Fuck Tua. Go for Trey Adams. I want a dude on my team that is so brutally honest that he answers and comes back with, hey, I wish I had a bigger dick. That's what I want to change about me. And you know what? He's being honest because to, to tell you the truth, that's what all guys want. I don't care if a dude has a nine-inch dick. He's going to want a bigger dick no matter what. You can't have enough dick as a guy. You want more of it as much as, oh, God, that's going to be used as a drop. You guys are going to use that as on me. I know for a fact you are. But what I'm saying is, being a guy, I don't care if you have a big dick, you want more dick. Not in you, but you want more dick of what you have. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yes, we need to draft Trey Adams because he's brutally honest and admits that he wants a bigger dick. Carla. New audio coming out this morning. I know you guys have probably read all about it. Nashville was absolutely battered by a outbreak of tornadoes. I think uh, the death tolls up to 24 people right now. But uh, this one guy, and I have had a lot of experience with this. I was an iron worker. I've had to climb up on top of uh, tower cranes before. And it's not one of the most glamorous jobs in the world when you're one of those tower crane or crane tower operators because when you go up there, you're pretty much there for a day. I've been in one of them where a guy kept a five-gallon bucket where he pissed and shit in the whole time and brought his lunch up there with you and you pretty much had to eat whatever you packed uh, throughout the day in a room where a bucket of your shit and piss was at and it's not that great and it's pretty damn dangerous and scary. But this poor guy ended up getting caught in a tower crane during one of the tornado outbreaks that hit Nashville uh, yesterday. Carl, there's a real... There's a real tornado right there. They, oh, my God. If something happens, I love... Make sure everybody knows I love them, Carla. This is no joke. There's a real tornado right fucking there. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, now listening to that, the audio doesn't do it justice. He actually almost sounded like he was faking being in a tower crane in the middle of a tornado. But if you watch the video, you can search for it. I found it on World Star Hip Hop. You'll be able to check it out there. The audio wasn't as great as the video because you could see the tornado coming at him and it was blowing up uh, power transformers all over the place. Every time the lightning flashed or the transformer exploded, you could see the uh, silhouette of the tornado coming to him. And trust me, being up in a tower crane is the last place you want to be during an F3. Or, yeah, it was an F3 with winds up to 165 miles an hour tornado being in a goddamn tower crane. There's no commentary on this next piece of audio, but I had to play it for you. I came across this on World Star Hip Hop as well, too. And it's this black man and his wife is sitting there working on the computer and he goes up and records himself ripping one of the biggest damn farts I've ever heard in my life. And I don't know, I, I might think it's not real, but I hope it is because it was pretty impressive. I mean, listen, listen, guys, listen to the trail off. That had some pretty good pressure at the beginning. The pressure started to relieve, but he kept it trailing, and it felt, it almost sounded kind of wet towards the end, but it was pretty goddamn impressive. <laughs> Oh, man, I missed something listening to it that second time. If you listen about the two and a half, three second mark, you can actually hear his ass cheeks flapping. He got some major fucking flappage out of that fart, and then it started to tail off at the end there. I don't know. This is probably stupid for me to play it. I just thought I would share. But before I leave you guys, I wanted to talk and get your feedback on something on this. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle at gmail.com. My dad, about a month ago, go ended up having he's a diabetic so let me backtrack a little bit he's a diabetic and some mornings his sugar is low if he sleeps in well it was early in the morning and I heard him wrestling in there and I thought something was wrong well his sugar got low and while in his sleep he started having a diabetic seizure I tried to get him to eat he would not eat we have these little packets of glucose to be able to try to give him he was just very very combative and did not want to intake anything I ran all the way down. We have a nurse who's one of our neighbors. She's a registered nurse and really knows what she's doing. She couldn't get him to eat. So we ended up calling the local fire department. The paramedics came out and they came in. They checked his sugar. It was like below 50, but they ended up giving him an IV of uh, sugar and he snapped out of it immediately. And they were only here for maybe 20, 25 minutes. And before I get into this, please don't think I'm like have anything against the people that came and and helped out my dad. I actually that day went and got a pizza and brought it down to their firehouse to thank them for coming in and, and helping my dad out and to help him feel better. But yesterday, my mom got a bill in the mail. For 575 goddamn dollars. He did not get taken to the hospital. He didn't ride in an ambulance. They showed up. They stuck a needle in his arm, had an IV bag going, and it charged him $575. Why the fuck are we paying taxes in this state? I know we don't have any state income, but like we're paying taxes and stuff like from sales tax, but or if you own property and stuff like that. But what the hell is our taxes going to if 
if we're going to get like raked over the coals for almost $600 for a bunch of firefighters and paramedics to come out here and just do a simple IV full of sugar. That's all they did. That is the only thing that they did, and it was $600. If you can help me answer that, please, I'd love to hear from you. Tuttle at gmail.com. I just thought it was like a little, I just thought it was bad. I was like, why are we paying money on taxes and shit like that? But please follow me. Go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. Or you can go to TuttleTV.com. That's TuttleTV. You can, uh, all my content's going to be free. I'm going to keep giving it out there, but I would appreciate any dope. Donations. If you could go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio, that's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Donate anything. I don't care. I'll take it. It'll help me out, you know, so I can reinvest back into the podcast and give you guys a better uh, overall product. So, guys, thank you for joining me today. Hope you have a great day today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.